Hey, Charlie Brown. I do love you and your podcast. Um, I am wondering, why did you choose to spell your name with a K instead of a C? And I'm also wondering, how do you pick your podcast topics? Thanks. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. It's the one and only Charlie Brown. But of course, you guys already knew that because you're listening to me. You're used to my voice. And if you're not used to my voice, this is how I sound. I sound like a 34-year-old man-child who sits in his room or maybe even go out to get in a car or maybe even go to the studio and put out these podcasts for you guys. I hope you guys are entertained by them. I hope you guys uh, come back and keep listening to more. As a matter of fact, you are listening to me right now on Anchor Radio. Uh, well, Anchor Podcasts is the it's a, it's a app. Um, if you guys have the app, you know, thank you for uh, tuning in to listen to me. And if you guys are new to this and you don't have the app yet, uh, please download it. Um, there's a lot more podcasts out there. Even if you don't listen to mine, there's a lot of other interesting podcasts for you guys to check out. As a matter of fact, if you guys didn't know, you can actually check out Around the Town, the podcast, on not just Anchor. You can check us out on Radio Public. You can check us out on Google Podcasts, Breaker. Spotify, I really like Spotify, as well as Pocket Cast. You can check us out at all those other places. You can also check us out on Facebook at Around the Town. You can check us out on uh, Instagram and Twitter, Snapchat. You it, Pretty much everywhere you can check us out. Uh, I like to hear you guys' feedback. As a matter of fact, um, you guys just heard a message from someone, um, um, Mrs. Tyson. Um, who is a, a listener of Around the Town. Uh, I love you too, listener, by the way. Um, but she wanted to know, uh, I'm sorry, you want to know, uh, Miss Tyson, uh, you want to know where do we get the ideas of, you know, the topics that we have on our show? Um, well, the main thing is uh, I'm, I am first and foremost a geek, a nerd, especially my my, my brother that you guys are used to hearing uh, D.A.T. Tyson you know the man that got more names than the Pope uh, but currently, right now he's not really, he's not here right now but you guys have heard him before um, well the when it what it really breaks down to is um, I'm a nerd and I am a geek when it comes to like anime well Dave is more of the anime guy I'm more of the of the fantasy realm guy. I, I love Lord of the Rings, everything about it. Uh, Star Wars, you know, um, Marvel Comics, uh, stuff like that. Uh, Dave is the more of the anime head. Um, at the same time, uh, I'm, I'm extremely into wrestling. Um, everyone who knows me when I first started this knows that wrestling is, is in my DNA. I love wrestling, everything about wrestling, um, excuse me, uh, wrestling nowadays is not what it used to be, <laughs> like, uh, for example, I'm gonna answer your other question at the same time, too, okay, so, 
the reason why my name is spelled with a K. I'm I'm I'm, I'm answering both questions at the same time. Or just, just, get, just give me a moment. Just hang in there. Hang in there. So the reason why my name is also spelled with a K it actually involves wrestling. Um, when I first uh, got into BCWA, big uh, ups for BCWA. By the way, um, when I very first got to BCWA, I was a wrestling manager, but I was going by the name of, or my full name. Uh, I was going by the name of Karsten, which my name starts with a K. Karsten, Colbert, Derek, Tyson Jr. is what I was going by. And and uh, I can't remember the gentleman's name, but um, I, I believe his, he went by the name uh, Corp. And um, JCW. When JCW... They saw me and they wanted to use me. They wanted to use my talent and um, uh, for their show. Uh, when I first entered into JCW, I I was I thought that I was gonna be coming in as Carson Colbert, Derek Tyson Jr. And I'm standing in the back, and then everybody in the back just kept calling me Charlie. Okay, why they keep calling me Charlie? And they kept calling me Charlie Brown. Um, I didn't really pay attention to it, but it was because I would always say, if you can pick up what I'm putting down around the town, Charlie Brown. So what happened was they were assuming my name was Charlie Brown. So when I went out there, I was actually a bad guy. I was a heel. That's what that's what this we call a bad guy in, in the wrestling world. Um, when I went out there, they they introduced me as Charlie Brown, and I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna roll with the punches. So when I came back to the back. Um, if you if you if you're not aware of it, but um, JCW was ran by by uh, the insane clown posse. Uh, so I walked up first time I ever ever met Violent J. Uh, so I walked up to him. I'm like, man, you know they keep calling me Charlie Brown. He goes, yeah, man, that's some good shit. And I was like, what? Like what? It's like that's that's not my name. He's like, that's not your name. I was like, nah. So he. He said, well, I thought your name was Charlie Brown because you, you know, you do the pick up what I'm putting down around town, Charlie Brown. And then I was like, huh. And in my mind, I'm like, I never really thought about that. But then he started pitching to me this whole idea of me coming in with Sabu and managing Sabu and all this other stuff. And he's telling me this stuff. And I'm like, man, this guy's a genius. This guy's a genius. But I'm like, I'm going to kick it up a notch. And I'm going to take my... K that I have at the beginning of my name and I'm going to put it at the beginning of Charlie. So instead of it being Charlie with a C, it'll be Charlie with a K. Since I'm a bad guy, so when people make fun of my name, <laughs> they're making fun of my name. That's another reason for them not to like me because I'm saying that something is different. So a lot of people don't like that. I'm like, well, no. That's not how you say it. That's not how you spell or say Charlie Brown. That's Kaharley. Why would you name yourself Kaharley Brown or whatever? So I was like, no, my name is Charlie Brown with a K. And my mom, when she when she put it on my birth certificate, my name was spelled with a K. But really, everything that I pretty much did going back uh, when I was in high school and they started calling me K-Nasty, um, there was a nickname that was given to me. Uh, but at the same time, the one of the reasons that we come up with the majority of the topics we talk about because everything that we talk about, we're passionate about. Everything that we talk about, we, we love or we like. Um, even when it's political stuff. When, when when me and my brother was younger, my parents, uh, they were always, you know, they would watch the news. They were always aware and on top of current events and things that were going on in the world. So me and my brother were pretty much like that. I, I, I used to love when I was in, in, in high school and, and middle school. And I used to go to um, 
uh, political science classes and stuff like that. I, I used to love learning about the, the 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 way the court systems work, the way the uh, the three branches of government worked. I used to love all that. Then when I got older, I started to, I started to realize there's a lot that that we weren't taught in school. So that made me jump even more so into it. I I, I just really love learning things and and, and 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 getting that knowledge. Even if I don't use that knowledge, I just I want to know it. I want to learn it as much as I can. I just love embracing all all the knowledge and everything around the world. There is so much knowledge in the world, so much that we can learn to make ourselves better. Like why not go out and reach for it and grab it? I mean, because you can pass it down to the next generation. But that's pretty much what it breaks down to. The reason why my name is spelled with a K is because of, of the great people at uh, JCW, uh, Violin J and Shaggy, uh, because of them and their, their, their minds, their ideas that they had, I ended up coming up with, they, they ended up giving, basically gifting me the name Charlie Brown and I, I basically gifted myself the K at the beginning and the reason why we, um, we come up with the reason why we how we come up with our topics is basically just things that we're passionate about. If anything happens in the news, we're passionate about it. Anything happens in the world of comics or anime or video games, we're passionate about it. We're gonna put it up because again, this is around the town with Carly Brown. I'm sorry, Charlie Brown. At the same time, this will also be uh, so. Thanks again, by the way, for 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 that message. And if anyone else want to drop us a message, uh, you can drop us a message on Facebook. You can drop us a message on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, anywhere that you see see my name or see the name around the town. Please, we love your feedback. Let us know how you feel about what we're doing, what we're saying. If you don't like it, let us know. We really want to hear the bad stuff too, okay? So just, you know, write in, call in, all that good stuff. At the same time, right now, we're going to start... Well, I'm going to start because, again, my, my co-pilots aren't here. But we're going to start a new segment on our show. Um, and it's called The Pedestal Person. Now, a pedestal person is a person that, that we want to acknowledge or honor uh, for something they did. And they will go on, on our wall of fame that we have here in the good old studio of Arana Town. Um, and the very first person that we're going to gift... To put up there is a gift herself, and her name is Jackie. Uh, she's actually our very the very first person ever to listen to around the town, and she so happens to actually also be uh, David and I's aunt. Um, so, Auntie Jackie, we are putting you up as our very first, not only our very first woman, our very first person ever to be put and placed on a pedestal. So, so Auntie Jackie, we give you not one, not two, not three, but we give you six claps of acknowledgement to let you know how much you mean to us. So again, thank you for everything that you have done in our lives to get us to the point that we are now. You were a gift. From God, Allah, whichever God you pray to. You were a gift from the Big Bang if you don't believe in God. You were just 
and you will always be in our hearts. And you are the first to go on our wall of fame. So, I was on the internet. And sometimes the internet can give you some priceless jewels. Some priceless just. Just some tasted tidbits, some tasted pieces of steak that you just think just so scrumptious. Um, now one of those little tasty morsels that they gave us, uh, that they gave me, um, I came across this story that was written, uh, this letter that was written by Anonymous. He was looking for some help about a situation that was going on in his life. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and read that letter and we're gonna jump into that letter right now. You guys, please, 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 please bear with me as I read through this. Um, I'm going to try not to cry, laugh, or get any emotional at all during this, but I'm going to read it out to you guys, and then we'll jump into it. All right? Here we go. Bear with me. My wife does not know that I know. I have been married for 14 years. We have three kids, all boys. But none of them belong to me. I know this for a fact, but my wife does not know that I know. Let me explain. Five years before I met my wife, I was involved in a car accident together with two of my friends. We were traveling from Lagos to uh, I can't pronounce this uh, uh. And, it's, and it says And our car skidded Off the road I'm not good with Spanish okay guys And my car skid Off the road I was the only survivor Of that incident My friends Died I spent about 11 months At the hospital And that left me with a condition that says, I can't have children. I gave my life to Jesus Christ and became a committed, committed Christian after the incident. In summary, I became a pastor in a local church in my community. Five years later, and met my wife in the process. I did not tell her about my condition because I was hopeful that God would heal me. Six years into our marriage, my wife got pregnant and had our first child. To be sure, I secretly went for a DNA test and it was clear I wasn't the father. I repeated the test for all three children. And they are all not mine. I have been living with this situation for the past eight years. And I am beginning to get irritated by both the children and my wife. My wife pretends to be a good wife. She goes around preaching to the young women in the church about the need to remain faithful to their partners. 
but she's had had three children by another man or men. I don't know. I want to confront her, but I am confused as to how to go about a situation. I am very angry and irritated by everyone in my house lately. I feel like a total stranger in my own home. What should I do? Signed, Anonymous. Now, I'd like to apologize to you guys for not being able to pronounce wherever that was that he was, where he where he got injured. I'm not good at Spanish. Uh, however, so, I'm not really sure where to start with this. So, this guy is saying that he has a condition where he can't get, where he can't conceive a child. And on top of that, he's a pastor inside of a church. As well as, while he's the pastor at a church, his wife has had three children that are not his. And he knows for a fact because he secretly got all three of them tested. And now he's irritated by the kids in the house. And he's irritated by his wife. They keep on running around telling people, other women, how they should be faithful. Now, he didn't tell her initially because he was hoping that God was going to just throw him a miracle in this corner. Mm, here's my thing. This is the first thing that popped in my head. Those children at this point think that you are their father. Because you are raising these children. Whether you're irritated by them or not. Even if they are your children. People are normally irritated by their children. My son irritates me too. But my thing is that's my son. That's my child. Okay. Now. You have taken the responsibility of raising those children because you did not tell your wife that you can't have children. She's skipping out on you and you didn't tell her that. Now, even though she's skipping out on you, bro, you should have still said to her, look, I just had three DNA tests and ain't none of them kids mine because you're now keeping more of the secret from her. Not only are you keeping a secret from her that you can't have children, you're also keeping a secret from her that you went behind her back and had the kids tested. She's keeping secrets from you too because she's cheating on you. I understand that. So basically, you're living in the house of lies. But isn't that a TV show? It's a house of cards. No, 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 no. Forget it. You're living in the house of lies. Everybody in your house is lying. How do you even know if your kids ain't lying when they say they love you? I don't even. You're a pastor. And you're supposed to be the spiritual leader of other people in your in your congregation. Everybody makes mistakes. But you're writing this letter and you're saying anonymous because you want help about the situation, but you have the nerve to put in there that you're irritated. I just read this letter and I'm irritated with the fact that you wrote the letter. You should have told her immediately that you can't have children. 
And if you didn't and you were still hoping for that prayer, after she came in there and you took that test, that first test, not the second one, not the third one, that first test, you should have told her, look, you cheated him. Now, we can try to figure out how we're going to work through this situation because that child's not mine. Now, I should have told you earlier, but I was, I was, I was hoping for a prayer. I was hoping that God was going to give me that blessing. But God didn't throw that blessing my way. But now, if you want to remain with me and, and I love you, and I'm going to remain with you, I'm going to raise that child. That's going to be my son. More importantly, if there's one man or men, let's say there's three guys. So she skipped out on you three times and all three of those kids not yours. At some point in those children's life, something will occur to where they have to, they have to know who their real father is. So you're just going to go your whole life and not tell them that you're, the, that, that you're not their real father? What if something happens and one of the boys gets hurt and they need some uh, bone marrow or DNA or something from, or blood or something from their actual father? You don't know what's going to happen. And then when that situation occurs, then everybody in the room going to look stupid because no one wants to tell the truth. You need to go and tell her, let her know that she skipped out on you and that you lied to her or kept a secret from her. I admit, man, you are in a tight situation. And you'll probably never even hear me talking about this. I'm going to pray for you. Because that is crazy. It's crazy on so many levels. I mean, because like... My father... Who who I grew up with. Everybody will say that's my stepdad. It's not my stepdad. That's my father. When I was growing up... I... I don't have any memories of my bio. And by my my bio, I mean my biological, my biological father. I have no, I don't have any memories of him. I have memories of my mother. I have memories of of, of, of the man that you guys would call my stepfather, but that's my dad. I have memories of him. And when I was growing up, I can I I can remember the conversations that we had. I can remember the times that we went to or we went on vacations. I can remember the bad times. I can remember the good times. I can remember all that. I can remember when I was down and him lifting me up, whether it was mental mental or physical, I remember. So your children are in the same situation that I was in. Where they're being raised by a man who they've grown to love, who's not their real father. And they do not have any memories of their real father because they don't know him. You have the opportunity to be as great as my dad is, as my father is. You have the opportunity to put that thumbprint on their hearts. You have the opportunity to be the man that they look up to when they are curing cancer later. When they are becoming the president later. When they are building the, the, the car that makes us fly. When they are doing all these amazing things and they the, the reporter asks them like, who helped you get to this point? And they say, not only my father, but my spiritual leader 
also my pastor. You should have told your wife a long time ago. And I don't think you should leave those children like even if you are irritated. You're a father. Whether you choose to be one or not, at this point, God has blessed you with children. You are a father. Now you should go and talk to your wife. And let her know that the secrets and the nonsense has to stop. of news floating around uh, I said earlier at the beginning of this show that um, one of the things that me and my brother are uh, so passionate about is like following the news and following what's going on in the surroundings and things that's going on in the world um, now I could talk to you guys about the crazy stuff that's going on with Agent Orange you know the president but it's so much and I was like man I really don't don't have the mind power right now to really jump into everything that's going on with him. Sometimes you gotta take him in small doses. Like, it has to be really small. Like, oh, what did he do today? Is he gonna tweet something? Oh, Lord. Oh, sit down, man. Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, his daughter doing something today? Okay. Let's figure out what they're doing today. Let's hear this next story. At the same time, to me, it doesn't seem like anything's actually getting done. Like, even when they had that family reunion the other day. No, no, no. I was talking about Congress. When Congress had that family reunion, they called it a hearing, but, you know, it was basically just a family reunion. You know, where they all get in the room and they all just, like, they they all argue and bicker over everything. Like, oh, why are we talking about all these things? Because that's your job. Your job is to investigate things and, and try to make things better for, you know, excuse me, better for the uh, American people. I mean, I guess no one told you that, but that's kind of your job. <laughs> but, you know, Republicans, you're trash. Democrats, you're trash. Like, <laughs> so, like, why are we choosing sides when they both trash? Like, they, they just all trash. They <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> like, mm. Watching the news nowadays is ridiculous. It's like they're arguing and bickering like a giant family at a family reunion. And I'm going to tell you how, why I keep making reference to that. Like, for example, you ever know as you go to a family reunion and while you're at the family reunion, everybody's always, like, talking about, you know, oh, we need to get together. We need to stay together. Never lose touch again. It's been too long. They make all these promises at the family reunion, and then nothing comes of those promises that they made at the family reunion. It's just like Congress. They get together. And they all talk, oh, man, yeah, we got to fix this. We got to fix this. And then nothing gets fixed. And then it's like, hey, well, well, we tried, you know. At least we had that one family reunion together. <laughs> so I basically just try to narrow down just to, just to get two stories to talk about in the news right now. Just to let you guys in on some of the stuff that's going on in the world. If you guys aren't real pinched. Because keeping up with the news is, like, ri- ri- ridiculous. Um... But you guys know a guy by the name of R. Kelly? Do you? I know a guy named R. Kelly. He's a um, he's an R&B singer. Hmm? R&B just mm, got your gut right in your diaphragm. Sing that song. Um, but I don't know if you guys know this, but he's kind of in trouble for being a pedophile. Kind of, kind of, sort of. I mean, it depends on how you look at it. Um, yeah. Uh. 
I mean, they were talking about him before when they were saying stuff like uh, him and Leah had a little relationship going on. And then they got married and he married her when she was underage. But they had, it was all these other stories revolving around him. If you guys don't know, I guess you guys can go and watch the special that they put on him. It was like a three-day special uh, earlier this year. and I, uh, It was called um, Surviving R. Kelly. Like it, it is so much going on in the news. It's ridiculous. But after they made that special, I guess the police decided to look into all the stuff that's been going on now. Like it's like that's the funny part. It's like I guess it took a person to gather evidence to put to put on TV to get police to go. Oh, let's go do a job. <laughs> Anywho, while that happened, R. Kelly just recently got arrested. I uh, think he's being indicted uh, by the FBI. I'm not exactly sure. I got to jump more into it because there's so much news going on. But a story involving R. Kelly kind of just caught my ear and I wanted to talk about it. Do you have a 20-something-year-old daughter? Would you allow her to be alone with, with, Absolutely R-, not. with R. Kelly? I wouldn't leave my daughter with anybody that's accused of pedophilia. So you, Period. So you would not? I would not leave my daughter with anyone that's accused of being a pedophile. I would not. That doesn't sound like a contradiction to you. You're absolutely sitting here absolutely. defending R. Kelly, but at the same time saying you wouldn't leave your own daughter with him. I wouldn't leave my daughter with anyone. Okay. I'm going to say it again. That's accused okay. of being a pedophile. Now, um, I don't know if you guys know who that was, but um, that was R. Kelly's crisis manager, which I didn't even know that was a thing. But I had to look it up. Like, you can have a crisis manager? All right, I guess you do when you have money but then I remember R. Kelly was making it seem like he didn't have money but he has money to pay for a crisis manager he doesn't have that much money and this is proven that he doesn't have that much money because his crisis manager is, is basically throwing him under the bus by saying yeah I won't let my daughter hang out with nobody that's accused of being a pedophile which is true nobody would do that I don't care how close you are to anybody. If you, do you hear an accusation about that person being a pedophile, you're going to be like, mm, yeah, my kids shouldn't be around you. But why would R. Kelly's crisis manager's daughter be around R. Kelly anyway? That's a job. Like, I don't need my kids around you. My kids don't need to be around you. My job is to make sure I, I manage your crisis. That's my job. Why does my kids need? Why was I don't even understand why that was a question. I think that was that was a gotcha question, and they got him. And <laughs> last time I checked, he he doesn't have a job anymore. I don't know if he quit or if he got fired again. So much news going around, I can't keep up with it. But how did he even make the news? Like how how did it get to the point where they were asking this dude that question? But it proves the point though. Art Kelly was making it seem like he didn't have that much money. And you know you get what you pay for, so obviously he didn't have, he was he was crunching on change. He was he was just crunching on change. So what happened was he ended up getting that crisis manager, who's probably a rookie at the game. He hasn't been in it for that long. He couldn't have because he was saying stuff like that. He could have easily avoided that question or moved on to something else. But I really don't understand how they even got that question to go through. Like. <laughs> Like, I don't know if the, the people that asked him the question, if they had it written down beforehand, was like, I'm asking this question. Or it just popped in their head, like, while they were sitting there, like, yeah, nah, I'm asking the question. Yeah, I'm gonna ask it. 
Because that was that was <laughs> your crisis manager says my daughter ain't hanging out with you, man. Cause she was a pedophilist. She was a pedophilist. I'm not. Oh, okay. Again, there's so much going on in the news that that was one of the things I want to discuss to you guys. You know, talk to you guys about that you guys in on. You know, some of the stuff that's going on, like. For example, we could jump into stories about what's going on down the border. Uh, it's a lot. Um, <laughs> like people arguing back and forth. You know, the our family reunion people down at the, uh, you know, down in the Senate in the House representatives. Um, some people from the House of representatives went down there. It was like, if they were if they were Republican, it was like, no man, they're down there playing spe- playing PlayStation. They're perfectly fine. And then there's people who are Democrats that go down there like. These kids are eating roaches off the floor and are licking the walls because they're trying to get nutrients. Like, okay, so who's telling the truth? Again, Republicans, y'all trash. Democrats, y'all trash. So it's like, <laughs> I'm asking. I'm, all right, so the news reporter is supposed to report the news. And then they get the news, they get the information. And then they sit down, they gotta gather all this information and give it to everyone else in small doses. So when they give it to us and we take it in, we're sitting there confused because we're like, wait a minute. So you're telling me that this one dude who's a Republican said they got PlayStation. Can you show me a picture of them playing up with a PlayStation? No. Okay. Alright, so then the Democrats go down there and they're like, yeah, man, these kids, these kids, uh, they down here licking off the floors and stuff, and they they they, they drinking water out of out of the poopy toilet. It's like, okay. But can you show me pictures of, of, of the kids living like that? No, we can't. Why not? Because they, they took our phones from us when we went in there. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. So I had to come up with another story to be the second story that I wanted to talk to you guys about. And the second story I want to talk to you guys about, because if you guys didn't know, but our family, you know, our good old people that's having their family reunions, they're talking about minimum wage and moving the minimum wage pay gap up. Okay? They're talking about... Uh, 12, 13, 14, 15 dollars. Okay, now I'm down with that. Move it up, it should be moved up. I mean, last time I checked, it's been like what, like eight, nine dollars. It's been that way for a long time that I can recall. Like, a long time. I have a six year old son, it's been that way since before I had a six year old son. But then this happened. That's not enough, Brian, for some people. What do you mean? Some want $20 an hour. Have you heard about this story? I have. So, that's Fox News. Now, Fox News, I like Fox News. Let me tell you why I like Fox News. They give you some gems. They give you some stuff that you can just run back home and just sit down at the table and talk to your friends about. But that was Fox. There was some, some anchors from Fox News, and they were sitting down talking about... There's people that are saying that they want it to be $20 an hour. Yeah. That's kind of how it works, man. Like, you... <laughs> like, I, like, I don't understand what the problem is. So, when you walk into a negotiation, you don't walk in with your worst foot forward. You walk in with your best foot forward. So, when you walk into the negotiation and the person across the table from you, they want to hear your number. They ask you your number. You write your number down on a sheet of paper. And you write down, all right, I want to make $30 an hour. You flip it to them. And they look at it like, what? 
nah, 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 nah. I'm a counter that offer. No, you, I'm, I'm gonna say fifteen dollars an hour. Then you say, nah, 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 nah. I'm a counter that offer. You say fifteen. I'm like, all right, cool. Twenty-three hours. And then all of a sudden, you meet somewhere in the middle. Okay. But my thing is this: Why would you not want more money for what you're doing, your time? Your, your, what you're doing at your job, whatever you're doing at your job, whatever the job is, you want more money. No one wants to just go and make change. They want to make dollars. That's kind of how it works. So why, why would you not ask for more money? And then this happened. Like many of you, uh, I had probably about five to seven jobs. So, uh, I started as a bus boy. I used to do a bus, clear the tables, and we used to rotate washing the dishes. And at the end of the day, you pull your tips. It's the, one of the best jobs you can have when you're breaking in. You don't even expect that check. It's almost a surprise when you get a 60 or $70 check at the end of the week because you work hard, you get great tips, and if you're good, guess what? Other restaurants want you. They will take you off of your better jobs. And if your one job doesn't pay enough, guess what you do? You get another job. That's That's what you do in your 20s. Having two jobs, part-time jobs while going to school is something people have done since the turn of the last century. And now all of a sudden people want to make that job something you can make a career out of while destroying small businesses. And, and those owners work about 60 hours a week. Now, he, he, he's saying that when he was younger, he worked... As a busboy, a tip job, whatever, um, and that you're surprised at the end of the week when you get sixty dollars an hour, when you get six. I'm sorry, when you receive a sixty-hour check at the end of the week, because obviously you, if you go, let's, let's say he's talking about the people that are, are getting tipped first, okay? So you're getting tips, and then you're surprised. Now this is from his point of view. You're surprised at the end of the week when you get a sixty-dollar check. Even though you were getting those tips, but you work for it, and it's when you're in your 20s. It's one of the best jobs to have when you're breaking in in your 20s. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. I don't know if if he understands how this works. Okay, so chances are, if you're making minimum, if you're going and you're doing a minimum wage job, and you're getting a tip, you're getting tips. You're not making minimum wage. You're making below minimum wage because the majority of your money is coming from the tips. So whatever the hell he was talking about, I don't understand it. So if you're just going by the tip jobs, okay, the person that's receiving the money from the tip jobs, let's say their employer is still paying them. They're not paying the minimum wage. They're paying them below minimum wage, and they're making the majority of your money off their tips. So more importantly, if you have to go to one of those places where you have to pull your tips together, that's kind of shitty, and I'm gonna tell you why. If you go to a place and you're and you're a waitress or a waiter and you have to pull your tips for other people, let's say you're one of the nicest people on the face of the planet. People gravitate to you. You have a lot of gravitas. People come towards you because you're such a good person. So they want to be around you. They want to just hang with you, and they end up giving you a big tip. So every table that you went to, you got twenty, thirty dollar tips. Even you. You gave somebody a, a shot of vodka and ended up getting a, a eight dollar tip, you know. So you're making all this money. You just breaking in all this money, 
And then you go to pull your money and all the rest of the people that work there are not as good as a, as a waiter or a waitress as you are. So now you have to pull your money with them. So, but they only bring to the table like change. Like mm, the people only giving them like eight, you know, 8%, 7%, 10%, 15%. Because if they had to, but you were making 20%, 30% because you were such a good waiter and waitress, but now you got to pull your tips these other people who aren't as good as you and can't make as much as you can. Now, is that fair? How is that fair? How is it fair for you to work so hard to collect all that money, but the majority of your money you got to share with all these other people because they aren't as good as a waiter or waitress as you? That seems kind of sucky. So, let's go back to what just what else he was saying. Uh, other employees will want to hire you. So, if I got a good waiter... Or a good waitress. Why am I going to go and tell the restaurant down the street that I got a good waiter and a good waitress? They're going to try to steal that waiter and waitress from me. Why would I do that? There's customers coming in to my place of business because they want to see that waiter and that waitress. But I'm going to go tell other, other people that I got a good waiter and waitress. Nah. So then that would mean that my waiters or waitresses have to go to another job. So they have to work a multiple job. Because they pull at my place, okay? So they pull all their tips together at my place. So now they want to go down the street to like a Red Lobster or something like that. So now they're working two or three waitress jobs. And then they're surprised when they get that $60 check at the end of the week. Yeah. Yeah, because they're working three three damn jobs. So when they get that $60 check at the end of the week, they're like, man, this $60 can put, put in my, I can put this in my tank and get that back and forth to... And I get myself back and forth to in between these three jobs that I got to work. And then that person also, that, that Fox News host also had the nerve to sit up there and talk about how there's employers that are working 60 hours a week. Yeah. Okay. So if you're a good waitress or a good waiter, let's just say you work two jobs. How many hours do you think that person's working a week? How many hours you think the other person's working with? There's people that wait, that I know, that are waiters and waitresses that go into work on Monday, and they work two jobs on Monday. You know, uh, they got a, uh, or they, then they got one job on Tuesday, uh, two jobs to get on Wednesday. They got to, you know, switch the ships up just to make that money. And you have the nerve to say that, what, they don't work 60 hours a week? They are still working that same amount of time that their employ- the employer at the one place of business is working. The only difference is this person has to go to several places of business just to make the amount of money that they need to survive on. But, you know, $15 an hour is pretty much bad, especially if you're a tip worker because you're not even going to get the $15 an hour anyway because the, of how tips work. And they're going to pay you less than what you're making anyway. You're going to make less than minimum wage anyway. Working at a McDonald's or a, a, a small little restaurant where you're making tips, you're right. If you're nice to the people, you make a lot of money. Absolutely. So what do you, other restaurants can hear about correct, you when they want correct. you. So I'm, I'm, I'm confused by this. So the last thing they said was that <laughs> if you're working at a restaurant, you make, the restaurant being McDonald's, um, restaurants like McDonald's, fast food restaurants they don't you don't tip at mcdonald's i've never in my life tipped 
at a McDonald's. Why, why are you tipping at? Who's tipping at McDonald's? I'm a nice person, and even I don't. T- who's tipping at McDonald's? You walk it. You tipping for what at McDonald's? What exactly are you tipping for at McDonald's? More importantly, when did they go to McDonald's where they tip somebody? You're lying. You're lying. They don't under. They, the thing is, they're not lying. They just don't see what normal people like us go through. You know. The amount of money that they're making at their job, they don't eat McDonald's. They're not eating McDonald's because they're Fox News. They're Fox News anchors. Chances are they're not eating McDonald's. I could be wrong, but they're probably not because if they're thinking in their mind that they're tipping when they go to McDonald's, then that can't be right. There's no McDonald's that you're going in to tip. Who is tipping at McDonald's? They are. What? Come on, stop it, stop it. Chances are they're 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 going to like across the street and they're they're going to a um, nice little lunch place where you gotta make a reservation and stuff like that. Those people they they not they don't see what you're going through at McDonald's because if you're at McDonald's and you're making minimum wage but you're collecting tips. You wouldn't be making minimum wage. You'll be making below minimum wage. I'm going to say that again. So it just seems like there's people in the world that think they don't see. Well, not, they don't think. Okay, let me, let, me, let me rephrase that. There's people in the world that don't see other people's plights. They don't see other people's, other people's troubles that they're going through because they don't understand it. Because they never experienced it. Okay? I can't experience what it's like for somebody to go into the military and then come back home. Okay, I can experience that. I've never experienced that. Okay, I don't know what it's like to raise a child in a household where I make billions of dollars and my child has to, I have to try to figure out how to teach my child some type of discipline when I when I'm basically spoiling that child. You know, I don't have to go through that because the experiences that I had are way different. You know, I had a mother and father who who've gotten laid off from jobs who've gotten, gotten, who jobs crumbled and they had to move on to other jobs. But my mom and dad never weary. They never, they never, they never once, never once turned with a tear in their eye. They just kept moving forward. Mom and dad, at this point now, at this point in my life now, they're, they're older now, or well, they're older than me because they're my mom and dad, but they, they're still striving to, to, to go to school and, and, and do better, okay? Now, from my experience, when I was younger, I I had minimum wage jobs. None of the minimum wage jobs that I had um, did I have to rely on tips. I feel bad for anybody that has to rely on tips, but none of the minimum wage jobs that I had, I had to rely on tips, thank God. Uh, at one place in particular, um, I worked at uh, I worked at Burger King's, I worked at McDonald's, I worked at uh, I w- <laughs> here's a funny story. I, I worked at a, at a at a um at a, uh, a a KFC, and while I was working at KFC, we ran out of chicken. But the the boss told me, even though you ran we ran out of chicken, just sell the side items. We're gonna stay open. Now the KFC that I worked at was on uh, Schaefer and Seven Mile in Detroit. Whoop whoop, Detroit. Now while working, I was working the drive-thru. The lady pulls up and she says to me, 
I want to, you know, I want, I think it was like the 15 piece. I can't remember exactly what it was. And she's like, I want the 15 piece. I want mix, original, and uh, spicy. And she was like, I want, uh, I want some chicken breast and all this other stuff. And I'm like, cool. But I was like, but, but ma'am, I'm sorry to inform you, but we're all out of chicken. She paused and then said to me, well, how the hell are y'all out of chicken? Y'all KFC, your Kentucky fried chicken. The key word in there being chicken. How are you still open if you're out of chicken? I see give me a second. Just to verify, I went around to my boss again and said, listen, this lady just said to me, we Kentucky fried chicken. Why the hell are we still open if we ain't got no chicken? He looks me in my face and says to me, my employer looks me in my face and says to me, go back and let her know we're still open because we can still sell. We can still sell our sides. So I went back, politely said to the lady, look, sorry, ma'am. We're all out of chicken. However, I can give you sides. She got upset. She got furious with me. Oh, hell no. You... You, why are you that stupid? You still open you Kentucky Fried Chicken? And me and her going back and forth arguing over this. Now, here's the thing. I'm arguing with this lady over something that I, in my mind, I think is ridiculous too. Why we still open? Because let me go. And here's the thing. That was like my, I was like my third day at the job or something like that. I can't remember. But me and the lady are going back and forth arguing over the fact that they don't have any chicken. Why are y'all so big we ain't got no chicken? We, we, we open because we don't have no chicken, but we still got side items. We can still sell side, sell side items. Well, that's so stupid. I can't really get chicken. Why, why don't you have chicken? I'm like, look, I'm like, no. So me and her go, she's like, I'm gonna drive around and she started going off on me. So she's going off and she's ticked and she's going off on me. I'm like, what, what? What you, you, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? So I'm like, you know what? Forget this, I'm at the job. I quit and I left, walked out and I walked my happy self home. Now here's the thing. Can you imagine working a job where you have to rely on tips where a person is that upset because you don't have chicken? Or a person is that upset because you don't have whatever item that they had. That person had a bad day at their job and they came in and now they're taking off all the stuff that they're doing on you. Do, do Are you really making enough to, to deal with that? That $60 check that you get at the end of the week, even if you're in your 20s? Are you really, are you really making enough money to have somebody jump down your throat because the employer messed up? Are you really making enough money for that? Apparently Fox News thinks that you are. There's people in the world that think that you are. I honestly, there's there I'll give I'll give you another example, okay? Because when I left that job, I didn't look back. I just walked off. Now I was a teenager, okay? But not once in my mind did I even that I even thread about it. I was like, Psh, whatever. I found another job. There's 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 people nowadays that are using KFC and McDonald's as their as as wow, that is their main source of money. KFC and McDonald's and there's people saying, well, this shouldn't be that shouldn't be your job. Well, depending on where they live at, maybe that that's all they could get. Maybe they couldn't get that job that they wanted when they got when they graduated and they had to hurry up and make money because they had to pay for their pay for their student loans and stuff. I know for a fact there's people, there's women and men that are in their their late 40s, early 50s, working at Burger King and McDonald's and stuff like that. 
just trying to get through life. Do not look down on somebody else for them getting out there and actually working. Let me give you another example. I was, me and, uh, I think it's my wife. uh, Yeah, it was my wife. We were at, we were, we were at, um, Krispy Kreme. And they were having that big special that they had at Krispy Kreme. And while they were having that big special that they were having at Krispy Kreme's, a person came in. And when that person came in, they walked over and she was upset because they messed up with her order of donuts. And she was irate because of it. Now, do you really think the person that's working behind that counter at Krispy Kreme's deserved to get yelled at and lashed at? She's making enough money to take that, right? Is she? Is she really? Like, how much money do you even think that you're willing to take to take that type of abuse? Take that type of verbal abuse. People call you stupid and say that you messed up and all this other stuff and, and talk down to you. What kind of, what, what, how much money are you supposed to receive to take that kind of verbal abuse? Hmm? Huh? I don't know. You don't know either. But apparently, Fox News, they know. <laughs> they know. I feel right now in my heart that there's places around the world. Right right now, I live in Michigan, and I was able to work at um, a uh, auto auto uh, plant as well, and I had a second job where I was um, I was working at a pizza restaurant, Hungry Howie's, when I was younger, and but I was living with my parents. When I moved out uh, my parents' home and I started doing my own. I started to really see like you can't I can't do anything with a minimum wage job. I gotta find me a job that's gonna pay me X amount of dollars to get me through all this stuff. Even with those jobs. But right now I'm I I, I work at a job where I'm making, you know, 20, 20 plus hours, a twenty plus dollars an hour. And even with that, I'm like, there's still so much that happens. Like you 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 try to keep your head above water. And while you're trying to keep your head above water, you don't know what little thing might happen. Like, while you're trying to keep your head above water, something can happen to where your lights go off or or you have trouble with your car. And you never gotten over that last thing, that last emergency. So now you gotta go back into your emergency fund. You gotta keep wasting this money and spending this money. And half the people, that, a lot of people don't even have emergency funds. Some people, if they get caught up with a $200 problem, that $200 problem going to bankrupt them. They're going to mess them up. For why? There's people out here struggling, and there's people out here begging for pennies. Fox News, there's people out here begging for pennies. They're, they're asking to get more so they can get out of their situation. There's people that, that can't even take care of their own treatments and stuff like that when it comes to medical things. And they're asking for a little bit more and you're mad. They're coming to the table and they're saying 20. While the government is saying 10. Well, guess what? Let's meet them in the middle. If you can pick up what I'm putting down around the town, Charlie Brown. 
Hope you guys have a good one. Blessed night. A blessed day. Just meet them in the middle. Please.